Aloha, Penn Nation. What's up, guys? You're now tuned in to yet another edition of BJPenn.com Radio, the fighter's voice. As always, I'm your host, Jay Kinch. This is episode 97, and we have three awesome guests, a few great conversations that I know you will enjoy. BJPenn.com Radio is powered by none other than BJPenn.com, your premier source for all things mixed martial arts, exclusive content, hot topics, breaking news, you name it, we got it, BJPenn.com forward slash MMA news. Make sure you bookmark us, follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Google+, set up alerts, and stay up to date on the sport that we all love. Now for this episode, as I mentioned, three guests. We're going to kick things off with Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series winner, recently signed a UFC contract, set to make his debut November 10th at UFC Denver against Chaz Skelly. The Wolfman, Bobby Moffitt, will be kicking things off with him. And then our second guest, UFC light heavyweight, set to compete at UFC 231 in December. They call him the Brown Bear, Devin Clark. And closing out this episode, we'll be joined by top 10 welterweight in the UFC, Santiago Ponzinibbio. Santiago set to face Neil Magny on November 17th. In his native Argentina, he's very excited for the fight, as are we. So there you have it, folks. Let's waste no time. We're going to jump right into it. Kicking things off, BJPenn.com Radio, The Fighter's Voice, Episode 97, Bobby Moffat. All right, Penn Nation, please welcome to the show Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series winner and now UFC featherweight, Bobby the Wolfman Moffat. Thanks for joining us today, Bobby. How are things down at the MMA Lab on this Sunday? Oh, it's going great, man. Thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure, my friend. How are things down at the MMA Lab? Um, it's going great. Uh, I'll be I'll be heading there in a couple hours, actually, and I'll train with uh, Jakar and Courtney and some other guys. Cool, man. Cool. Without a doubt, one of the best gyms in the business, and. John Crouch being one of the best coaches. How long have you been with that team? Uh, about a, a little bit over two years now I've been with the team. Very good, very good. Fit right in, I'd assume, right from the beginning? or? Yeah, it was uh, it was a perfect fit. Like I, I went out there just to test it out to see if I'd like it, and John Crouch and I, I felt like uh, just hit it off right away. And everybody on the team has been so nice, nice to me, you know. And, and we we've just become really good friends. Just almost, almost like I've known them longer than I have, you know. So it's it's a great fit for me. Yeah, it's the brotherhood and camaraderie that make that makes the big difference when it comes to finding a good camp, a good home for yourself for yourself to, uh, you know, uh, progress in the sport, right? Yes, exactly. Those. Uh, you have these people that are pushing you every day and, and you see them succeed and it makes you want to want to become better and, and it's just a perfect place to be. Listen, uh, by the way, before we get into things here, uh, did you watch the Canelo Triple G fight last night? Unfortunately, I showed up to the spot where I was going to watch it right at the end. Um, I was rooting for Triple G, but I guess... Uh, I saw the scorecards and everything, and I mean, I guess Canelo won. I wasn't really, wasn't open for that. <laughs> right, right. I think, uh, I think after the failed drug test and all the drama from the first fight, I think a lot of people were pulling for Triple G. But 
Uh, once you get a chance yeah. to watch it, you'll probably probably be upset. I think a lot of people felt like Triple G took it, but you know it is what it is yeah, when it comes saw, to leaving it to the judges. Yeah, I saw the um, the punch stats, and I was just kind of. It seemed like Triple G Triple G landed more punches. And, I mean, obviously threw more punches too, but it just I don't know. You know, I I don't know how you score boxing anymore. Sometimes I've seen fights where guys are the aggressor. And they don't they they don't land as many punches and they but they're always aggressive they're always coming forward and they lose and then then you see sometimes you see the exact opposite they're doing the same thing they don't land as many punches and then they win you know so right I don't know. Right, and I mean, it's not to say like judging is any better in mixed martial arts. That's for sure. So no, no, not. <laughs> definitely not. You have the judges that like the takedowns. You have the judges that like the damage, and um, the few and far in between with the pressure and everything. So right, it's always right. different. Everyone's different. Are you a big fan of the sweet science? You know, based on your record, I'd assume that your first love is grappling. Yeah, grappling is definitely uh, my favorite thing. Obviously. I started off wrestling and then with jiu-jitsu, but I do like watching boxing. When I was a kid, I wasn't a big fan of watching uh, boxing. I just, I, maybe it was because I didn't understand it, but also I was used to like watching professional wrestling, so right, right. I wanted just like a little more action, you know, instead of just punches. But now I appreciate uh, the sweet science much, much more than I used to. Now, I know they call you the Wolfman, but I could say they could also call you the Darsman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or Dar- Darth Vader, that's a good one, I like that one. Yeah, that's even better, that's even better. <laughs> How did you get the nickname The Wolfman? Um, so, I was like, growing out my beard for the first time, trying really hard, it was pretty patchy, it was, it was really ugly. Um, but, my cousin, uh, Little Luke, we'll call him, he told me that I look like The Wolfman. And it was when the Benicio Del Toro Wolfman was coming out. Oh, wow, that was a while ago. Hey, Bobby, you look... Yeah, it was a while ago. So he he just told me I look like the Wolfman, and at the time I told my coach, I was like, hey, you know, he said I look like the Wolfman. I've always wanted to be a werewolf. (laughs) (laughs) My coach was like, you know, maybe we should just go with that as your nickname for fighting. And I was like, "Mm, yeah, let's do it, you know? So it just stuck. I've always been good at howling, because like I said, I've wanted to be a werewolf, so I practiced (laughs) I practiced for a couple of years before fighting. So. Well, th- that's good though. It's a, it's an organic it's an organic nickname, not not like some of these forced ones that we hear sometimes that are not yeah, so hot. It was, yeah, someone just it tells themselves they they're this nickname, and then they start telling people to call them the nickname. You know, right? It's a lot better when someone else gives it to you. Absolutely, absolutely. So, by the looks of it, man, the Wolfman himself is set to make his official UFC debut in Denver against Chaz Skelly on November 10th. Is that accurate? Yes, sir. That's going down two months now. Awesome, awesome. Excited. Give us your thoughts on Chaz as an opponent. How do you think you guys match up? I think it's a really good matchup. I think he's a very tough. He's a seasoned fighter. I mean, he's been in the UFC. I think he's a nine fight in the UFC. I think he's six and three. So uh, he's a really tough guy, and, and he's, he's good at what he does. But him and I are pretty similar, so what he does is kind of what I do, and and some of his losses have, have come to people that fight similarly to myself, and I think I'll be able to uh, 
get another loss on his record at, at uh, November 10th. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, he's been in the UFC a while now. Definitely a respectable name to make your debut against. Uh, were you at all surprised that the UFC booked you against a guy with almost 10 fights in the company already? Um, no, I was kind of hoping for something big, you know. I, I mean, obviously, not like a huge name or anything, but he's been, he's been in the in the UFC for a while now, and he's had quite a few fights, so... So I really uh, am enjoying the opportunity to fight somebody as good as Chaz is. And uh, that's kind of what I wanted. I don't want to be, you know, a journeyman fighting, you know, just random guys kind of. I want to fight the toughest dudes and get to the top as quick as possible. Right. This is a great opportunity to make your debut, make a big splash in the division, and, and get your name out there. Yes, sir, it is. Now, I talk about it all the time on the show, that there's so much talent out there, and you don't really know about them until they arrive. That being said, how pumped up are you to make your debut on this super stacked 25th anniversary card? Oh, my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> Frank Yeager is one of my favorite fighters to watch. Like his fights with uh, with Gray Maynard have, have been like uh, just one of my favorite things to to, to see this like the heart that he shows and to fight on the, to have my debut on the same card that he headlines with him and, and Cerrone and Mike, Mike Perry have been around with, uh, some of the weigh-ins around Mike Perry and he's just like hilarious. So, <laughs> um, uh, so I'm really excited for this, you know, and Korean zombie is awesome. He's come to the MMA before and trained and I've got to meet him there and, and this is going to be a, a really fun night. I'm really looking forward to that. So it's very special for you, and you're pretty familiar with a lot of the guys on the on the main card and co-main event, or main event and main, co-main event, rather. Yeah, they probably don't know anything about me, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely uh, look up to these people, so it, it's pretty cool to, to be on the same card as them. Right, right. Yeah, Mike Perry's a good friend of the show, and he is certainly a unique individual, That that is to say the least. Yes, uh, yes but, he is. You know, obviously, tons of great matchups, as we just talked about. What fight are you most excited for, aside from your own? It's sounding like you're most excited for Frankie Edgar. Yeah, I'm really excited to see that fight. Korean Zombie is, like, a, a really good fighter. He's he's really good on the ground. And his last fight was that fight with Dennis Bermudez where he just put him to sleep. So um, I'm really looking forward to this because... Frank Yeager is one of the toughest guys in the featherweight division, and Korean Zombie, I mean, also is up there. Uh, what, what is his ranking in the top fifteen? I'm trying uh, to think right now, but I, could, I couldn't tell you offhand. But I know man. the inactivity went went against him. However, I've always considered him, yeah. you know, top five for sure. Yeah, because I mean, he didn't. I mean, he was he was fighting Jose. I mean, we lost him by. Uh, because he separated his shoulder, you know, so... Yeah, and he was starting to get Jose there. Yeah, so, um, he's, he's a great fighter to watch, and so is Frankie, and then, obviously, Cerrone and Mike Perry, that's just gonna be ridiculousness, I feel like, so... (laughs) Yeah, for me, it's the Cowboy... Yeah, for me, it's the Cowboy and Mike Perry fight. That one is guaranteed to be a big show for the fans, so... Yeah, fireworks for sure, so... So, those, those two fights are... Really looking forward to watching. 
So for everybody out there that isn't familiar with you just yet, you know, give us a quick history lesson on how you got into martial arts and professional MMA competition. Uh, well, like I said earlier, I used to watch uh, professional wrestling. I used to think that was like real fighting. So we all eventually, um, yeah, everybody fell for it a little bit. So um, I think I was in fifth grade. I ta- was talking to my friend. He told me like he would do like some crazy moves to people in wrestling like a German suplex or something. I was like, you could do that in wrestling? Um, I didn't know. Uh, I tried out wrestling in third grade. Didn't even like it. And uh, so I went again in sixth grade. My friend told me about it. And I just love wrestling. It was um, just a good fit for me. I always liked the one-on-one aspect of it. So so that always, uh, so that kind of got me in the door. And then after I graduated high school, I've been wrestling throughout the, all those years. Um, I took some time off and I weightlifted it, and then I was telling my mom I wanted to be a fighter, and and she gave me. She went to see a dietitian, and the guy she she must have talked to him about me fighting, and he gave her a couple names of some gyms that I could go to around the area, and I went to one, and uh, at the time it was called Brujo Jiu Jitsu. So that was a pretty interesting place to be. Um, <laughs> and uh, turned into uh, the place that I would do majority of my training for all my fight career until the past two years. I got to the MMA lab. So it was uh, it was a really long journey. Started off with wrestling, then jiu-jitsu, and then I met my boxing coach through my jiu-jitsu coach, and then, then I met... To the MMA lab, to the manager. So it was. Uh, it's, been a, it's a long time, but that's interesting. Really though you say you say your important. your mother was a big part of your career getting getting a kickstart. I, I know usually mothers are very reluctant to have their kid get into get into fighting. Yeah, I don't think she realizes what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, she doesn't like me fighting at all. Every time I fight. She goes, okay, so uh, when are you going to get a real job? <laughs> so, <laughs> she, she, she has yet to watch a fight of mine, actually. Even, like, I win and then we have it recorded. She, she won't watch it. She doesn't like watching it. She's not into it at all. So it's kind of, it's kind of interesting how she's pretty much the reason how I was able to get into it. And, but also is, is one of the people that just doesn't like me doing it, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, without her going to that guy, dietitian once, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't be in this position right now. So, so she's a big uh, influence in getting me here. Uh, the journey is different and, and just as wild for everybody, man. Uh, but yeah. Who are, who are some of your heroes in mixed martial arts? Who do you admire most in this game, past or present? I mean, I like, uh, I always looked up to Randy Couture. I mean, I, I, when I, uh, in my wrestling room, we had pictures of, like, past wrestlers, uh, Olympic and NCAA and stuff, and Randy Couture was one of the guys who was, like, demonstrating moves on these, on these, uh, pictures that we'd have on the room, and I always liked seeing that, and then I saw him in the UFC, and I always liked that. Um, and then, um, Anderson Silva, I, I loved watching him fight. I mean, him and I 
aren't even close to the same kind of style, but watching him fight was always really fun. Uh, Frankie Edgar, obviously, I just talk, talked about him earlier. Uh, ben Henderson, I get his phone with him. So that's a, a huge thing. Because um, after, Ben Henderson is like the reason why I didn't want to fight at lightweight, because I saw him, and I said, <laughs> uh, there's, there's, <laughs> I was like, there's no way I could fight a dude with legs that size. I was like, how the hell? Oh, sorry, I'm probably not supposed to say that. Um, no, no, no. You, you just you swear it up, man. We are, we are. Like yeah, no, no, no. You're, you know, uh, yeah, you're good. You're good. We're, we're rated, oh, okay. uh, we're rated mature audiences, so you're good. All right, sweet. So, <laughs> so <laughs> he, yeah, he was one of the reasons why I was like, uh, maybe I should go to featherweight instead of being lightweight. Um, and luckily I did that because I'm not. I don't. I barely get heavy, and I see a lot of lightweights, and they're all like 180 or more. So, right. Yeah, but those are kind of like uh, the people I've looked up to uh, well, coming up. Certainly, certainly, all all good names and and good choices. Randy Couture in particular, a, a great role model for anybody. Uh, but you know, being around so many talented guys in the gym and having a, having an amazing coach like John are all very important to an athlete coming up, and also being around one of the best examples of a guy who made the best moves for himself and his family and your uh, training partner and a guy that you say you, uh, you've looked up to Benson Henderson, that's got to be incredibly beneficial to you, right? Yeah, it's, uh, it's life changing. Honestly, like, I, if I wasn't in the position that I was in, you know, if I wasn't with these people, I don't think this journey would, would, I wouldn't be in the place where I'm at. You know, I feel like it was like the perfect fit. I, I mean, uh, I just can't even explain how how grateful I am to be to to have gotten into this position to learn from John Crouch to train with Ben Henderson um, and everybody at the gym. I mean, yeah, it's not just Ben. Others. Obviously, you have Ben. You have Ben who's a a big example of of how to do it and to get to the top and, and be the best in the world. And then you have all these other fighters that we train with that are also getting there and. And, and striving to be the best in the world, and, and they're great examples, too, to learn from. And it's just been amazing. I love everything about it. Yeah, for sure. There, there's countless other talent in that gym uh, to, to look up to and aspire to as well. But, you know, the reason I mentioned Benson is he made the right moves for his career, and I, and I think it's so important for uh, the sport in its entirety for you younger guys to realize your value early on and make sure you get the best deals that you possibly can in this game. You know, it sickens me to think that people are still getting paid 10 and 10 on the undercard. Yeah. That's, uh, you get, there's, yeah, I mean, there's, I, I, I totally understand that. I, when I look at it, I've never had a lot of money in my life. So it kind of sent to me is like, I'm like rich. So, right. It's life changing. So, no, I understand uh, that. I understand that. <laughs> so, um, but uh, but I completely understand that. I mean, uh, I get the fact that that we're going out there, and and sometimes you get you you have a fight, you get ten and ten, and then you you might get injured, you might be out a whole year. So then I mean, you're living off of twenty thousand, and that's that's not a lot to live off of. You know, these people have lives. Um, so so I see that uh, there are negatives and stuff. But honestly, for me, I I would I don't want anyone take advantage of the fact, but I would, 
if I could be the best in the world and fight for free, I would do it, you know? I, like, that's, this is what I was put here to do, you know? That's how, that's how I feel about it, and making money isn't isn't the thing that I think about. Um, being the best is what I want to be, so... I think that speaks. I think that speaks cool. volumes to uh, to your motivations in this business, and uh, you know, it sounds to me like you you really are a martial arts purist. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't think uh, you know any martial art is perfect. I think just you know, fighting, um, fighting, and learning the moves that you master. I mean, feel like you know, not not a. Uh, like the motivations for fighting is is different for me than a lot of other people. I think you know, I don't fight for for the money. Like I said, I want to I want to go out there and prove that I could be the best fighter in the world, and that's that's why I do this. You know, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, the nice part about your situation is the exposure uh, from being on Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series, and the fact that it seems like the UFC is really pushing the guys and gals coming out of that show. Uh, do you think you get the same treatment? I mean, I would hope so, but uh, I'm not. I'm not banking on them treating me the same way as some of the other guys. You know, uh, all I know is is when they uh, when they put me out there, they they want me to perform, and that's exactly what I'm here to do. You know, I'm they sign me because they think I can win. That's that's all I see. Right. So I'm gonna go out there and, and beat everyone they put in front of me, and and then I'm gonna be put in a position where. What you can't ignore me, you know. I'm going to put myself in a position where where people can't ignore me, you know. So I'm right. going to get that push. That's all I know. Right, right. I talk about that a lot with with up and comers and, and contenders and prospects, future contenders. All you got to do is keep winning, and then at a certain point, you become undeniable. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's my plan. That's why I uh, that's why I like this fight with Chaz because. They're not. They didn't give me somebody who is, you know, one and zero or zero and one, or been in the UFC for two fights so far, or something like that. You know, they they're giving me somebody who's six and three. He's a really good fighter. He's he's a a, a top thirty something in the world at featherweight. So it's a big jump for me. And I'm looking forward to that. You know, I'm going to go out there and prove to everybody that this is what I was meant to do, and this is uh, this is the shot that I deserve. And and I'm out here to be the best, so I'm looking forward to it. Now, is this fight going to be televised on FS1, or is it going to be uh, Fight Pass prelim? Or do you even know that yet? I I honestly have no idea. Um, I'm, it might be on FS1. Uh, but I don't know the details of the... I didn't really read the contract, you know. <laughs> Scan, I scanned it and discovered it. I was like, huh, what am I, I going to read? Am I going to say no to the UFC, you know? So it's just like, right. I put my initials down. And it's like, you know, this is what I'm here to do. So right, and then, put in front of me, I got it. Yeah, and that's what good, good management is for, right? Yeah. I trust my manager when he tells me, you know, this is the fight that we're going to be taking. And... I think he knows what I, I oh I'm not, not I think I know he knows what he's doing. He's uh he's gotten me a lot of he's he's had me my entire professional career, so I know uh I know the choices he makes are the right choices for me. 
Yep, very important. Just another aspect to uh, all the all the working pieces that that come together to to make a great fighter. And uh, I, I have no doubt that you are well on your way, my friend. Uh, but listen, you've been more than generous with your time. Just a couple more questions here for you. Uh, assuming oh, you yeah, get the win, uh, assuming you get the win on November 10th, you come out uninjured. Uh, do you think you could go two and zero in the UFC before the end of the year, or do you plan on taking some time off after this one? I would love to go two and zero before the end of the year. Um, I think it was uh, the beginning of the year when I had a fight in January. After that fight, I told myself I was going to have uh, six more fights. By, by the end of the year. Then again, I didn't think I was going to get to the UFC in the middle of it, but, um, I mean, I I could be on track for two more fights, uh, definitely. So I'm going to stay ready after this next fight. Hopefully, uh, you know, no injuries or anything occur uh, uh, during or, or right after, you know, so I can get right back in the shape. Well, I won't be out of shape. Stay in shape and um, get something short notice or set something up June, oh, not June, uh, December, was it, 29th? Is that, the, is that the end of the year card? So Right, what, what, a, what a better card to get on, right? <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't mind fighting there. I mean, I'd miss my favorite meals for Christmas, but I think, it, I think the UFC is willing to miss a couple meals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny you say that. Every time, every time I'm interviewing guys who are in a camp during the holidays, I always make it a point to mention, you know, how are you doing avoiding all the food? And they're all like, "Oh man, yeah. this is sucks. It's so awful." Yeah, it's it. All the times I've fought around the holidays, I don't really care too much about Thanksgiving, but missing uh, Christmas dinner uh, at, with my mom's family is like that's painful. <laughs> that's my uh, that's my favorite meal uh that I've ever eaten in my life. So <laughs> what is so, that? So uh it's um so my mom makes some homemade Italian noodles wow. and then she we have red sauce and then she makes some spicy uh spicy breadcrumbs for the noodles. And then um then we have baked chicken that you cook you bake and then you finish cooking in the red sauce. And then she makes, my mom makes some homemade Italian bread and just a lot of carbs and it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a great meal, but it's definitely not one you could, you could eat uh, cutting weight, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, man, I'm from Rhode Island. There's a lot of great Italian cooking up here and, and it is delicious, but like you said, it is carb overload for sure so yes yeah my <laughs> sister lives in in rhode island and uh we went to a pretty good uh spot out in providence i forgot what it was called but it was by by some pier i forgot i'm terrible at knowing names of places, no 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 it's my right. lives out there. yeah it's, uh, so it probably wasn't federal hill you were probably um down by a pier huh i'm trying to think yeah it was um down near, uh, I think it's near downtown Providence. Um, Capriccio? It might be that. Mm. I think it was that. All right. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> let's call it Capriccio. Let's, let's say it's that place. All right. Fair enough. 
Well, there's there's countless good ones up here. So the next time next time you visit your sister, you'll have to have to explore a bit more. But uh, <clears throat> listen, yeah. man. In conclusion, tell us how you visualize this UFC debut turning out. How does your hand get raised, and why does everybody need to make sure that they tune in for your fight? All right. Well, I'm definitely going to win this fight. So <laughs> uh, I think uh, I think this it's going to be really tough. The first round is going to be uh, a rough one. He's going to be full of energy and pushing pushing the pace on me. But I think in the second round, that's when the the fight's going to start going south for him noticeably, and uh, I'm going to get the finish near the end of the second round. Probably with a choke. I'm gonna, I, you know what? I'm just gonna say I'm gonna darts choke him in the second round. Let's hope I get that. Right. <laughs> Go with what's got you to the party, right? That's for sure, man. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's just keep darsing people until uh, they can stop it. I'll just do that. Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah. Darth so Vader. November 10th. Check it out. Let me get that W. All right, Bobby, listen, it was a pleasure speaking with you. Hopefully we can catch up again after a big win. Very much looking forward to the fight and all that the future has in store for you, my friend. Before we let you go, though, the floor is yours. Any shout-outs, sponsor plugs, or anything you think we missed? Uh, just, we got everything pretty much. Thanks to the MMA Lab, uh, Scott Mitchell, chiropractic, cracking my back, making me feel good, and, uh, and my manager, um, Rick Montalion. Thank you. Awesome. Again, greatly appreciate your time today, my friend. Have a great training camp. Thank you, we'll catch up again soon. And next time you're in you're in Rhode Island, man, give me a holler. We'll we'll bring you to some good seafood spots. Ooh, I will, man. Thank you. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> Thanks for having me. A pleasure. Anytime. And again, we'll catch up after you get the big W on uh, November 10th. Sounds good. I'll talk to you then. All right, buddy. All right. Bye. Now, Bobby comes from a great camp. You heard it there. He has a champion mentality already. Definitely keep your eye on him and make sure you tune into his fight November 10th, UFC Denver. Coming up next, UFC light heavyweight, the brown bear himself, Jackson Wink team member, Devin Clark. All right, Penn Nation, please welcome back to the show former RFA champ, tough alumni, and current UFC light heavyweight, the man they call the Brown Bear, Devin Clark. Welcome back to the show, Devin. How has your summer been so far, man? Oh, it's been good. Been real good. Um, just been, you know, hanging out a lot, enjoying everything, uh, hanging out with the family and training, of course. Of course, of course. What have you been been up to besides, you know, staying busy in the gym, doing anything fun, maybe vacations, traveling a bit? Well, I got married in June. Oh, so that's that was, right. That's right. Congratulations, that was, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so that was the good time. And, um, uh, yeah, then fishing a lot. I love to fish. So, and, you know, I stay, stay busy with that and whatnot. So, yeah. Very good. Very good. Listen, before we jump into things, uh, did you watch the Canelo Triple G fight last night? I did not watch it. No, I heard it was a pretty good fight. Yeah, it was very close, very close. I was just interested to hear your scorecard if you had watched it, but uh, yeah, I, I haven't uh, reviewed it yet. But it sounds like it was, you know, too close to really call. <laughs> right. A lot of people right. said Triple G one. Yeah, yeah, another tight one, another tight one. But oh yeah, <laughs> hopefully there's a trilogy. Yeah, I mean they put on good fights. Absolutely, absolutely. 
Now, listen, man, last time we spoke, you had been campaigning for the fight with uh, Anthony Smith for UFC Lincoln. Obviously, that didn't come to fruition, but uh, you have been waiting to sign a contract for a while, it seems. What took so long, in your opinion? I don't. I really don't know. You know, um, the UFC they do what they want to do, and it seems to be they have a you know they have a long term plan for everybody. So, however that worked out for their planning, you know, it's uh, obviously I wanted to fight sooner. I wanted to fight this summer, um, but so by the time I do fight in December, it'll be almost about eight months. And the way I've learned to look at it, instead of you know act, act like I've been neglected or something, but. Um, I look at it as it's just it's make, made me more hungry. You know, you starve a dog, you're going to get an angry dog. So um, it's definitely helped me grow. And, you know, the time off, I've had plenty of time to work on things. So, you know, I think it turned out to be a good deal. Right. That's a great way to look at it, man. All the time away, not only have you been able to further hone your skills, but that hunger really does start to start to take over. So when you get in there, the motivation is, is it at an all-time high, would you say? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I want to kill this guy like never before. And you know, I have, I've never met him, never even talked to him, but for some reason I want to kill this guy, and I don't know if that's due to the time off or what, but um, <laughs> I don't go into too many fights kind of angry or um, targeting targeting the opponent personally. It's usually more of a sport-type deal, but, you know, personally I want to hurt this guy, and, you know, that's that's the way I'm looking at, at right or wrong, that's how I'm looking at this fight. All right, speaking of this guy, uh, kind of difficult. I'm not sure. I'm probably going to butcher his name here, but you're slated to face – Alexander Rekic? Rekic? Rekic. I call him Rekic. I don't know. Okay, all right. (laughs) On December 8th, UFC 231, uh, he's 2-0 in the UFC, relatively unknown to to most of the world. What can you tell us about the guy, and how do you think you guys match up? Uh, You know, he's supposedly a tough European fighter. He's got a pretty good, uh, you know, European fan base, and everybody seems to think he's just going to kill me just because he has a little bit of striking, but... um, we all know it. You need a little more than some striking. Uh, so, you know, I think I match up real well. I just, you know, I just got done watching a little bit of video on him again, and you know, it's. I don't think he's ready to, ready for what I can deliver in the cage. His last two opponents, they were kind of respecting his range too much and letting him control the cage. And a guy like this, if you let him control the cage, he's he's gonna he's gonna beat the shit out of you just because he's, you know, he's got range. He's six four or whatever, you know. You have to you have to control that inner space, and which that's something that I can do. I can put the pressure on, and you know, and and move with him because he's got decent footwork. And his his last opponent was coming from the heavyweight division and stood right in front of him, and uh, and he got his butt kicked. So right, right. Well, you you kind of touched on what I was going to bring up next. You know, at six five, it's going to be an interesting test for you in regards to range. However, you know, I'd be willing to bet that you feel like the wrestling is going to make a huge difference in this fight. Absolutely, that range kind of goes out the window um, when you close when when you get a guy like me that can close the distance and do it in a very quick fashion. Um, obviously, I have to work watch out a little bit more for his counter punches because he is a really good striker. So, but you know that's something that you know that's the easy thing to um, to be aware of. <clears throat> and another thing, you know, I tra- I train with tall people, so I've you know a few guys that are you know, six, three plus, and I train with John Jones. He's got the range, you know, he's got the biggest range. So, you know, I'm not, not all that concerned about that. My last opponent, he was six, three, six, four, even he had like 82 inch reach or something like that. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that was a thing that came into factor in that fight, but I was able to deal with it with my wrestling and closing that distance. 
For sure, for sure. Now, obviously, this isn't the fight that you were looking for, but I can only imagine how excited you are to finally get back in there and, like you were just talking about, kind of take out some of the stress that you've been having of being sidelined for so long on this guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually really like this matchup, um, and it, it wasn't what really what I wanted, but he does have enough hype ab- around him and enough people that are 100% counting me out um, that it's, it's, it, it makes it a fun fight. And he is a tough fight, so I, I really enjoy I enjoy tough fights. Those are the fights that it's easy for me to get up for tough fights when I know it's a tough fight. Um, it just it changes my personality about it. Um, so, you know, I, I, re- I really enjoy this matchup. Now, having just two fights this year, not only must, must that be tough for you as a competitor, but how has that been for you financially? Oh, man, it's tight. It's, uh, you know, and... <laughs> it's you know you get into cage fighting as a career the money doesn't come that quick you gotta you gotta keep grinding for it and keep grinding for it and hopefully one day it'll pay off and shit it might not but um at some point you have to love to do the sport and um you know as long as you're making enough money to get by you're in the green but um but yeah i mean but yeah it does get you know it does get tight but in in between fights but it's you know that's why you gotta go that's you gotta win right <laughs> you know, if, if you don't win that's half your paycheck so i mean that's motivation in itself as well and and you can't really let one overlook the other because both those factors are there you got the competition and you got the money you know this is a job and you need that money um so yeah that's you gotta win <laughs> You know, you make a great point there. Not only does it not come fast or often rather the money, but it goes just as quick. Well, when you have all these things to pay for that you've been accumulating over a fight camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you got training family and then if you want to have some fun right. you know, or buy anything extra, I just got a you know a newer pickup. So got to pay for that. Um, so definitely, you know, it'd be nice to get like a fight bonus or something like that, but definitely at least a win um just secure the bag as they say so would you uh you just got some new wheels would you get uh 2015 denali pickup nice uh, yeah I, I love it it uh it fits me a little better than my kia did <laughs> I, I, uh, I, bought, I bought my kia optima brand new in 2012 it was a 2013 and this was when my uh i think it was right around the time i started, i went pro um, and I knew I was going to be traveling a lot, going to different camps and stuff like that. So I had that car for five years, and I drove all over the country with it. It served its purpose. And um, now that I'm kind of, I know where I need to drive. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> right. I, I drive down to Albuquerque, New Mexico, and that's it. You know, so I know where I'm going. Even though it's a little bit of a road trip for a pickup, but um, you know, it, it was time to move up. And and I hunt and fish a lot, and I also do like construction type stuff and um, construction projects. And it uh, it it doesn't get beat up as much as the, the Kia Optima did. Cause I was doing all that out of that Kia. Wow. I can only imagine trying to load up a Kia with, uh, with, you know, dry cement and all that stuff. That's gotta be intense. <laughs> I can't, I can't say that that hasn't been done in that Kia. So, um, pretty much like whatever I can fit in there, whatever tools I needed, I got it done. Um, so yeah, but now it's on to the, the big pickup. Of course it's more expensive. So, so I just got to keep winning and get those fight bonuses. For sure, man, for sure. Now, uh, assuming you make a statement on December 8th, uh, you'll be going into 2019 with a lot of momentum, and, and the bigger fights are are there for you after that, right? Yeah, I I, I almost have to make a big statement here. Um, they've given me, you know, they've given, 
they gave me a big opportunity against Jan to, to prove myself, and I kind of blew that. Made a mental error and got you know got submitted by him, even though he's he's really good. But I felt like I could have won that fight. <coughs> um, but uh, yeah, just me- mental judgment and fatigue got me there. Um, so yeah, I need to make a big same at this. Uh, 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 sorry, at this fight, and then yeah, move on from there. And Jan Jan is in the back of my mind. I do want that fight back. He just won last night. He's number four in the world. Um, it's a fight I know I can win, so that's even more motivation to keep just you know running through these guys, my next opponents, and get back to where I need to be. Yeah, I remember we discussed that last time. That that shot of redemption against Jan is definitely on your radar. Um, what did you think of his performance last night? Oh, it was great. He's uh, you know, and he hasn't really changed a whole lot. He just he keeps working at what he does good, and that's what he comes and does in his fights um right a lot of consistency impressive. yeah yeah he was consistent his grappling is just his grappling is pretty good when that dude is strong when he gets a hold of your neck it's a done deal um because when i when he submitted me that's something i shouldn't have even tapped on i've you know i'm not i've never raised to, to tap when i'm getting choked and for whatever reason the way he had it was just it's like i'm i'm dying right now so i had to tap but <laughs> um <laughs> But no, he looked good, and especially in his fight before that against uh, Jimmy Manoa, I just totally slaughtered him, um, and that was a lot of striking. So, um, yeah, he's he's on his way, and uh, hopefully I can intercept him. So, Yeah, and, and that, and that kind of goes back to, you know, obviously it's, it's having a loss against a guy like that. A loss always sucks, but seeing a guy like that doing so well, that's got to make you feel comfortable that this is where you belong and you deserve to be at the top as well. Uh, yeah, I, you know, that I, I do think about it that way, but then on the other hand, you look at these other guys that he's beat too, and you're like, well, those guys aren't that great, but, True. um, but some of the guys he has beat are really good. I mean, Jimmy Manoa is no joke at all. Um, and the guy he fought last night was pretty decent, but you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's still a loss and I can't really, uh, you know, give too many excuses for that or feel good about it, but True. knowing, knowing what I can do and knowing what he can do. It, it does um, make me confident for the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. So listen, man, uh, changing gears here for a moment, you know, being that you're a Jackson Wink team main member and, uh, you know, there's been some drama coming out of that camp with Cowboy Cerrone and all that fallout. I wanted to get your take on all that, man. How do you see it from your perspective? Man, you know, I, uh, I, I do my camps down there. I live in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and I go down there for pretty much like two months at a time for my uh, training camps. So, you know, I'm on the team, I'm in there, but I, I haven't been around lately when all this is going around, going on. But um, I think it's something that was fueled more by media than actually by them and something that at some point someone's like, oh, this is probably going to happen. Let's schedule this fight because there's going to be drama around it. And that's exactly what happened. So I think um, it makes for a good fight, entertaining fight. The lead up is you know, insane, especially with those two. They're both pretty vocal um, and kind of just on their own in, in terms of uh, um, <laughs> character, I should say. Yeah, so, that's for yeah, sure. It, it, it kind of makes a fun deal, but, you know, at the same time, it sucks that, you know, two teammates or whatever, or it kind of split up a team a little bit, you know, because Cowboy's a big, he's always been a big part of that team. And um, for him to just kind of split ways like that, which I understand he wasn't in there, 
all that much, but, you know, it's still kind of, that'd be nice to have them on good terms, which I'm sure they will be after this fight. Right, and you make a great point there. Uh, for all we know, the matchmaking, they knew this, they knew this was going to happen, so, hey, let's book this fight. There'll be plenty of drama to pull off of and promote this one, so... Oh yeah, and you know people in the media. Then you once you release that, the media just pokes at it and pokes at it and pokes at it. Of course, um, I've been guilty of poking Aaron. myself. So yeah, I mean, that, I mean that, that's that's your job, though. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, um, and it, that all stemmed off the Ariel Hawani show, and you know we know he's good at that too. So it's like, um, yeah, it worked out good for uh, entertainment value of it. Right, right. Cowboy made some serious accusations, man. Left everyone kind of with the impression that the. Jim is more about the money than, than, than building world-class fighters these days. I'm, I'm sure that when you're down there, that's a completely different story, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's not the case at all. I mean, you can kind of look at, okay, Mike Perry came in here and the coaches are just going to, you know, accept him like that, blah, blah, blah. And I think that just kind of it got um, put a bad taste in Cowboy's mouth. And knowing Cowboy, he, he had to say something about it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, – it is what it is, and, you know, it's not just – they don't do it just for the money. Those coaches love what they're doing. Um, I work with Mike Winklejohn, uh, Mike Winklejohn and Chad Smith Smith the most. And those guys put their heart in, into into my craft. So um, I can never say that they're in it just for the money. Right. Now, speaking of the team, man, I know you say you haven't been down there in a bit. By the way, when, when do you plan on going down to Jackson Wink? When do you officially start camp for this fight? October. October, okay. It's, it starts, to, like, tomorrow, but um, camp starts tomorrow, but I'll be in Jackson Wake October. So. Okay. Now, uh, everybody's waiting to hear about the return of John Jones, man. As far as you know, how often is he in the gym, and, and how, how close do you think we are to having an announcement of his return? Um, you know, I really don't know. I talk to him here and there, but, you know, I don't really uh, ask him too much about all that stuff. You know, that's kind of his business, and... Um, you know, when it happens, it happens. I'm sure sometime this year he'll, he'll be returning. Um, I don't see them putting him off that long. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Hopefully everything, you know, smooths out and he's back to being the champ again. Um, get the doughboy out of there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know that uh, I know that you guys are, are tight and, and get to train together, and obviously it's incredibly beneficial for you to uh to work with a great like john jones on on the day-to-day when you're down there uh but has there been any talk about him helping you get ready or vice versa if he has a camp yeah I'm, you guys are probably oh, be mean, helping each yeah, other get ready I've been down there he's helped me out right um, i you know if we if you know if he's not in the gym or whatever i go to where he's at or you know we, we make it work but um it's one of those deals i invested in him when he had a camp and you know, he always said he'd return the favor, and that's exactly what he's done. So, um, so, and you know, and just working with John is is something in itself. So, anytime I'm working with him, it's it's helping me and it's helping him as well. So, without a doubt, one of the best in the world. Iron sharpens iron, man. Absolutely, yeah. And when you when you find somebody you can click with on a, um, especially on like a workout level, on a because you have you know you have people that work out you have fighters that are good at working out or whatever but when you you know you have someone that will push it like you can push it and and have no doubt about that it's it's a beautiful thing you both end up just getting you know insanely better right matching the intensity that's important mm-hmm. and you know a lot of that's a I feel like it's a wrestling thing um, 
because growing up in wrestling in these rooms, you're competing against your teammates, and and it's really a competition in there, you know, who can win, and, and then at the end of the day, it comes out in competition against other teams, so. Yeah, absolutely. That's a grind that, uh, unless you've been in it from a young age, it's it's very hard to understand, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you haven't done it, it's, because <laughs> it sucks, wrestling sucks, the workouts suck, like, it's hard, you, you're beat up, just like MMA, um, and in those wrestling rooms, they even, a lot of times, it, they're known to go harder, um, and not really uh, respect, like, rest and stuff like that, so, at least how I grew up wrestling in high school and even in college, so. Especially at that age, there's so much machismo going on, too, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, and they just and they let it flow though. They let it flow. They let you work yourself to death, and and somehow you end up being able to handle it. And that's why wrestlers make great MMA fighters because you can handle the grueling rounds and the grueling training and the stress and all that um, simply just because you wrestled your whole life. For sure, definitely the best base to have in this game. Uh, but listen, man, I, you've been more than generous with your time as always. I just have a couple more questions here for you. Um, getting back to the fight, December 8th, I know it's early to make any kind of prediction, but how do you visualize this fight playing out? Shit, I don't, you know, I've, I thought about it a little bit, but, um, it's really hard to say because the, for what I have to do, anything could really happen. It could be where I take him down and beat the crap out of him the whole round, get a TKO, or it might be a, a one hit flash, you know, um, the way he fights and the way I fight, anything could really happen. And, and that's really an exciting, you know, exciting deal about this fight. And uh, so, yeah, I'm just excited about it. And, of course, though, I'm going to win. I have to win this fight. Um, and I have to prove a point, as always. And that's always what I'm looking at, getting better and earning my respect. Um, you can't get respect if you don't earn it. So for me to do that, I have to get a good finish for this guy. Yep, go out there and make a statement like we talked about earlier. Uh, for all the fans out there that have been waiting to see you back in competition and that have supported you along the way, what would you say to them? Oh, just thank you. And, uh, you know, keep on, keep on watching the show. I'm only going to get better. I'm still young. I'm 28 years old, not even in my prime yet. Still figuring stuff out. Um, this fight game, it's crazy things. You learn so many, so many new things are introduced to you all the time. And to hone one thing is really hard to do. Um, so yeah, I'm just working my way up, working my craft, getting better and better, being the best me I can be. And thanks again for all the fans that, all the fans and supporters that have, you know, stuck with me all these years. All right. Awesome. Well said, my friend. And in conclusion, the floor is yours. Uh, any shout outs or sponsor plugs before we let you go? Uh, I just want to, you know, just to my opponent, Alexander, I'm going to kick your ass. That's about it. <laughs> if anybody get the word to him, let him know. Don't listen to his followers. That's going to get his ass kicked. <laughs> All right. I love it. Already hyping the fight up. Uh, thanks again for your time today, Devin. I'm certainly looking forward to this matchup. Hopefully we can catch up again when it's a little closer to December 8th. Uh, Till next time, my friend. I hope you have a wonderful training camp. All right. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right, brother. Talk to you soon. Right. Yeah. Right. Later. Always a pleasure speaking with Devin, consummate professional, and a very talented guy who is really just getting started. Make sure you guys watch his fight. We'll probably catch up with him uh, before UFC 231. But for the time being, go check out some highlights, get familiar with the Brown Bear.
So, moving on, our final guest for this episode, number 10 ranked UFC welterweight, set to take on Neil Magny in Argentina on November 17th. Of course, the man himself, Santiago Ponzinibbio. All right, Penn Nation, please welcome to the show the number 10 ranked welterweight in the UFC and yet another talented product of American Top Team, Santiago Ponzinibbio. Thanks for joining us today, Santiago. How are things in South Florida, man? Hey, what's up, brother? Hello, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for the interview, man. Everything's good here in Florida, man. Everything is good. The train is good. Always good. Yeah, I've been lucky enough to have uh, good relationships with a lot of the guys over at ATT. We just had Colby on the show uh, a few days ago. Yourself, Colby, Gamebred, Masvidal, you guys are taking over the welterweight division, it seems. Yep, 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 yep. It's a lot, a lot of guys the welterweight division in UFC. Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of guys. Best for he, no more, but but Robbie Lauer, kind of good, training here. Now no more. Tell him I'm not training too much here. But a lot, a lot of guys, man. Tell Alves, you know, Masvidal, Colby, a lot of guys, yep. Yeah. The world division is crazy. Yeah, iron iron sharpens iron, as they say, and obviously you've got a lot of great team teammates to work with on a day to day basis. But listen, before we get into the announcement of the matchup and everything, did you get a chance to watch uh, Canelo Triple G last night? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, for sure. I love boxing, man. I love boxing. I I watch the fight. Exciting fight, man. Really, really high level. Uh, close, close fight. Close fight, really high level, but for I think is this uh, one one GGG, you know Golovkin. But you know, they, they, Canelo puts good shots in the body, maybe more high punches, but they use the distance, the jail, you know. The if the Golovkin, I think if the Golovkin won the the fight for really really close, but I think it, the Golovkin won the fight. Yeah, I saw it the same way. I, I gave it to Golovkin as well. Uh, do you th- do you think there'll be a, a third fight now? Yeah, yeah, for sure. This I, I think it's really exciting. The, the third fight is the the most best box, boxer in the actuality now. No, it's a really really great show. The the victories for the fans for see this fight. You know, it's an amazing, amazing fight. Amazing fight. You know. Uh, for the people love the boxing, and for sure the third fights are, are really good, man. Yeah, I, I hope to see the trilogy as well. So listen, man, you know, speaking of fighting, of course, being a fighter yourself, it was just announced that this matchup with Neil Magny on November 10th. Uh, but before we get into that, I was wondering if you could give us an update on the injury that forced you out of the fight with Kamara Usman. I'd assume that you're back at 100% now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, I have the main event. In Argentina, first time in the history UFC moved to Argentina. Uh, really exciting for the opportunity, you know. That dream for me, you know, uh, have the main event, the, the principal fight for the UFC, the, the, the best company in the world, you know. Uh, it's really, really good opportunity. Now I am recovery 100%. I feel good, you know. My hand is good. Uh, I cut the ligament. I broke a little bit of my bone. I have a cirrhosis, I clean, I have the new ligament, I clean the bone, and now it's 100%, I'm training very well, 
Uh, I feel really good, man. I really feel really good for November 17. This is a exciting opportunity for me. I think mine is a great fighter. You know, it's a, he have a lot of victories in the welterweight division. Uh, he beat a tough names in the division, but for sure, I am believe okay, I am better with him. And I, I finish this guy, man. Yeah, I take my bet. I am ready for the bet. Just I need the opportunity, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, real quick, just to stay on the recovery from the injury, uh, you mentioned you got the ligament replaced. Did you do the cadaver or did you get the synthetic ligament? What? You mentioned you had a ligament replaced for, uh, you know, to recover from the injury. Was was that a a, a cadaver ligament or was it a uh, synthetic one? No, no, I cut the the ligament, the the hand. This the this is cut. I need to have the the new ligament. You know, take a piece the the tendon and have the ligament. Oh, okay, right, right. The cirrhosis, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but now I stay 100%. Awesome. I recover very well. I I training good. I training everything. Everything I can I can do. Everything I feel good. I I still ready ready for November, man. Now we haven't seen you uh, compete since December of 2017. That's almost a year away from action, man. You must be very excited to finally get back in there. For who? I was saying we haven't seen you uh, in competition since December of 2017. That's almost a year away from from uh, competition. You must be very excited to get back in there and compete. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I am really, really excited for that. I'm really excited. I need, I need to buy. You know, uh, I, I need fight. Excited for this fight, man. And everything, everything is good, man. Everything is good. It's really good, you know. My last fight in December, I beat Mike Perry. I think I stay in the level for the stage, the top five for the best fighters in the world. You know, I have a lot of, a lot of fights. The division six victory in a row, three knockout in the first round. You know, I beat a number eight in the world in every two seconds the last year. You know, I think this ranking is no, 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 no makes sense. That makes sense. I stay ranking number ten now, but that doesn't matter for me. I don't put my focus on that. You know, I am ready for for this fight, for finish this fight. I I put for the world for UFC. I am ready for the belt, man. I, this is my place. I stay the best top players in the in the world. Yeah, I, I fight for the belt too. Yeah, I'll tell you, man. The ranking system certainly is silly, especially for the fact that. They don't use it. I mean, you could you could be ranked wherever you're ranked. They're going to make the money fights nine out of ten times, and unfortunately, the rankings don't even seem to matter anymore. That makes that make sense, man. I beat the number eight in the world in 82 seconds, a really good fight. After that, I beat a Mike Perry. Why reason I stay number this? It doesn't make sense. Minimum, I need, I need to stay number seven. Minimum in the ranking, you know. It doesn't matter, you know, he, uh, different for different guys, same same shit, you know. Uh, but you know, I don't put focus in that. I I don't care. I have my fight. I'm ready. I beat mine. I'm ready for the belt. If I need to have five fight fights more, I do. I finish my fight. Yeah, I take my belt. You know, I am ready. 
Yeah, it's only a matter of time, that's for sure. And, and like you said, you can't really focus on the the nonsense of, of the ranking system. You just got to go in there and do the work, and eventually you'll get to that title. But, you know, you mentioned uh, the UFC coming to Argentina. I'd imagine that's going to be very special for you, you know, being of uh, Ar- Argentinian nationality, uh, not only huge support, uh, not only a huge opportunity for you, but also breaking the UFC into a new market. That's awesome, right, man? I'd imagine you're going to have a lot of friends and family there. No, for sure, man. I'm really excited, man. This is a really big, big chance, you know. When I started, I started my career in Argentina. I started my first eight fights, seven fights, professionals in Argentina. You know, I, I the first guy started this sport in Argentina, you know. Uh, a new sport in Argentina. And when I started, the people don't understand. When I moved to Brazil, the people say, ah, this guy is crazy, you know. Move to Brazil for training, no some money. What is the thing to do now? I back to my country for no may make the main event, the most biggest uh, company in the world, MMA. This is really good, man. My family, my friends, stay in the place, see me live, and it's a really good, good opportunity. So this is this is probably a bit of a homecoming for you, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good, very good. Now, uh, give, I know you talked about him a bit there, but give us your thoughts on Magni as an opponent. How happy are you with this matchup uh, as far as how you guys match up stylistically? They start, sorry, I understand what? <clears throat> I, I know you talked about Neil, <clears throat> Neil a little bit before, but you know, give us your thoughts on how you guys match up stylistically. Ah, I think he... When he threw my person, he tried to put me down using your grappling. But he was a completely guy, you know? He have a little bit of everything, you know? A little bit of striking, a little bit of grappling. He's good level in everything. But, you know, I don't care what is the, what is the, have, uh, what is the, the plane, the him. I don't care, man. I always, when I go to the side, I think the food is in me, in my plan. And that's it, man. When I go to the case, I go to the finish my and I have my strategy, and that's it, man. I take this victory. Now, both your teammates, uh, Jorge Masvidal and Colby Covington, they've tr- they've been trying to fight Neil Magny for a while now, and, and he was not taking the fights with them. Why do you think he agreed to sign against you? Uh, I don't know, man. For what reason he take the fight with me? Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, uh, Masvidal and Covington, they had been trying to fight Neil for a while. He, would, he wouldn't he would take a fight with either one of those guys, but yet he decides to fight you. Why do you think that is? I don't know, man. I don't know for what reason he accepted the fight with me, but this is a big mistake for him, man. <laughs> it's a big mistake for him. I see this guy, and I'll go to the next step. Yeah, now as you mentioned, you know, Neil is he's ranked number 8 at 170, has win over former wins over former champions like you were talking about. Uh a dominant performance in November should not only move you up the ladder, but you should be uh considered as a possible contender for the title, right? Yeah, man. I I think, you know, for my career, for my victories, you know, he is a big name. He beat uh uh two ex champions, you know, Johnny Hendricks, Carlos Condi, him uh have a good victory, you know. He beat uh, Kevin Castello, Nectar Lomba, good names. It's a good, good, good name. 
a lot of a lot of victories in the division. Uh, it's a good a, a good name, you know. I repeat, I I I don't care about the the rankings. For I I beat Aguna Nelson in July the last year in 82 seconds in a main event, a beautiful knockout. I finished him, you know. After that, Gimme Perry is a tough guy, he's not ranking guy, but he's a tough guy, he's a prospector. I beat him. Um, you know, after that, Gimme, I think for the names, I I have the victories, I, 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 I have good victories in a, in a big names. No, you know, I, I, I won the name Magnin, Norgini Talel, Seth Cummings, good, good Walter Wells, you know. So I, I, I victory in November. It's my seventh victory in a row. I have a good performance. I'm ready for the world for sure. Yeah, I, I agree, man. And like you're saying, it, it's not so much about the rankings. It's about getting the win over the big names. Uh, but, you know, you've managed to go 8-2 in, in the UFC, in one of the toughest divisions. You look better every time we see you out there. Safe to say that you're just getting started, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I think that the Walter Way is the the most competitive division today in the UFC. It's a lot of good fighters. Uh, yeah, man. It's, it's, I, I, I have my work, you know. I have my work good, you know. I have good victories. I finish my supplements, uh, you know. Um, I am ready, brother. I am ready. just needed the opportunity. But now my focus is November 17th, main event in Argentina. This is my focus now. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, when you look at the rest of the division, man, what what sets you apart from the group, in your opinion? For the rest of the division? Yeah, yeah. What sets you apart from the rest of those guys, in your opinion? Uh, these are good, good guys. They work their way. I think it's the most exciting division. The UFC is the most, I think it's the most athletic uh, club in the all division. The UFC is a lot of guys. Walter Wade, um, he's a really high level, you know, really good, good guys. But you know, I repeat, I I, I don't care about the the level the the other guys. I know where is my level. I know I am really for the champion. I know I fight tomorrow with Tyron Woodley. I want I want him. I am ready. I have the plan for for one him or for one for anybody in this division. You know. Uh, all my fights is a good fight. I control my opponent. I won in decision. I control my opponent. I, I won decision in the house of my opponent. Or I finish the fight in the first round. You know? it's my victory is clear. I I prove uh, I prove I am ready for the very you know. I repeat, the rankings doesn't matter but I don't care man. I beat in my December and November seventeenth and I am ready for the best. Give us your thoughts on uh, Colby Covington versus Tyrone Woodley, assuming that that fight does happen. Yeah, yeah, I think this fight happens. It's a really good fight, man. Five levels, western, good fight, good move for the division. I think this fight is the, the next fight for, for Tyrone, but, you know, <laughs> UFC is not have rules. Uh, I don't know what the, the, the real happens, but I think it's the, the next move. Yeah, it makes sense. Who would you pick in that one? I think it's a kind of power, no, for for knockout. But go 
condition and if Colby passed the second, the third round, he put your play, maybe turn on Strider, you know, if he takes the victory, it's like the boss have a chance, you know, maybe Tuesday, Tuesday. Right. Right, if it's a finish, it'll likely be Tyrone, and, and if it goes to the, the later rounds, Colby will have the advantage. Uh, if Colby wins the title, wh- where does that put you in regards to uh, you fighting for the belt? Are you willing to fight your teammate? What? For the fight with their teammate? Yeah, I mean, if Colby wins the belt, if Colby fights Tyrone and he wins, it, wh- how does that how does that work for you? I mean, are you willing to fight him for the title? Yeah, for the title, sure, there's, uh, you know, all... Well, people, you know, I think it's for the title shot. It's a big uh, opportunity for both fighters. And if, you know, it's, this is the... See, this is a chance, no? If, if he take the belt, if he still a champion, yet victory must not fight, maybe, you know, we fight. This is a, a chance. We still the, in the same, you know, in the same move that we saw. Maybe. Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying, man. If, if it's for the title, you, you kind of got to fight your teammate, right? So I make, that makes yeah, sense Yeah, yeah, I think it's for the, for the belt, you know. It's a, a, make, a, a make sense, you know, for the belt. Yeah. But this is a big opportunity for the the both, the both athletes. But it's no, it's no good for the, if no, if the fight is no for the belt, no makes sense, you know. Right. No makes sense for we train in the same place. Uh, some coach, um, you don't know, no, no, for the belt, it's different. Right, right. I agree. I agree. So, listen, getting back to November 17th, assuming you get the win, how active do you want to be in 2019? Do you feel like you kind of got to make up for some lost time this past year? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, November 17th. November 17th, uh, I... I, I don't know what happened after this victory, but I, I waited. I waited for for the next fight for sure. How how many times do you think you'll fight next year? <laughs> next year, for, I like to fight three times a year, always, you know. But this year is it's crazy. I never have injury, but you know, this, I take injury in the start of the year, and after that, when I get ready for August, September. September I told me if you if you say me no, I may wait until November for Argentina. Um, okay, you know, right. uh, it's a crazy year, you know. Just only one fight a year, it's not good. Always I fight three times a year. I like that, but you know, for this year, especially year, but I don't care. This is the past. I have this fight in November, maybe January, February. I back to fight, you know. Before a title, perfect, you know, a title, no problem. I fight, I won. I continue my 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 way, you know. Absolutely, marching towards that belt, my friend. Uh, how do you visualize yeah. the fight playing out with Magni? I'd imagine you feel like you're going to get the finish. I finish this fight for sure. I am ready for finish this fight. All right. And in conclusion, my friend, uh, for all the South American fans out there, and all the fans across the world, for that matter, why do they need to make sure that they tune in for UFC Fight Night 140? She'll be fine, man. She'll be fine. See the best Santiago Ponsinillo, the old fight. I am hungry, I am shy, I am hungry, you know, a lot of months, no fight. I, the people see, for what reason I told, I am ready for the, for the belt. The people understand I am the next champion of this division. Just need 
see my fight in November 17th. All right, Santiago. It's been a pleasure speaking with you, my friend. I hope we can catch up again when the fight gets a little closer. Uh, before we let you go, the floor is yours, man. Any sponsor plugs or shout-outs you want to get in? Why is Rick Yeah, I was just saying, any uh, any sponsors you want to thank or uh, coach shout-outs, anything like that? Coach Salat? Coach no, uh, any sponsors you want to thank? No, no, no sponsors, man. Okay. All right, no problem, brother. All right, again, <laughs> again, I, gr- I greatly appreciate your time today. I know it was a little bit hectic trying to line this up, but it was a pleasure speaking with you. I hope we can catch up again soon. Uh, I hope you have a great day and an even better training camp, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you for the interview. Sorry for my English. <laughs> I try my... <laughs> My best, but you know, thank you and uh, thank you for all fans, all people. And uh, see you November, November seventeenth. All right, very much looking forward to it, man. And I think your English was just fine. I can understand you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. Have a good day. All right, you too, buddy. Bye bye. Later. All right, folks. There you have it. Another episode in the books. BJPen.com Radio, the Fighter's Voice. I greatly appreciate all of you tuning in. Make sure you guys follow us on social media, both BJPenRadio and BJPen.com. Stay up to date on the sport that we all love, a mixed martial arts. And as I mentioned earlier, make sure you set up alerts. Get the news as it breaks. On behalf of the whole team, everybody on the squad, I'm your host, Jay Kench. Thank you again for tuning in. And before we let you go for this episode, mixed martial arts had a terrible loss of Norifumi Kid Yamamoto, a legend of the sport, not only in Japan, but for anybody that really follows mixed martial arts, this guy was a legend, some incredible fights, an amazing highlight reel, lost the battle to cancer, and he truly will be missed. So rest in peace, Kid Yamamoto. Much love from all of us on Team Penn to his family and his loved ones. He will truly be missed. God bless everybody. Peace out.